Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Stephen McCoy, and you are listening to Sessions with Stephen. And today we have Dr. Matthew Knows back, and he's here to speak about his new book, The Emancipation of Slaves Through Music. Mr. Knows? How you doing, Stephen? How are you? I'm I'm glad that you came back. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm glad to come back. Beautiful day here in Houston. Probably better weather over there than it is here in New York City. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. And um, I just want to say congratulations because last time when you were on the show, I had no idea that you were married, and, and you also renewed your, your wedding vows as well. And I, I thank you for sharing that on your social media. Yeah, you know, most people, uh, although it's not a secret, but for some reason most right. people uh, don't know. We've never tried to hide it. It's just that right. my wife, is, <laughs> um, she's very personal and not on social media and stuff. So, um, yeah. yeah, but, you know, we've been married for five years. That's a, that's amazing, and it was it was a beautiful post that you shared uh, with us. So, uh, well, thank I, I, you. Of, of course, can you please talk to us about the emancipation of slave music? Sure. So, so I can't. This book came about because last fall I was teaching uh, my, in my eighth year at Texas Southern. Um, and I was teaching two courses there. Literally, the dean called me the day before classes started and said, hey, would you please teach a third course? And I was like, wow, that's a lot, but, you know, I'll do it. So it was special studies, special topics was the name of the course. So you, you had to come up with a topic. So literally on my drive to, to Texas Southern from my office, I said, huh, it would be kind of cool if we – understood the impact of slavery in Africa on music. What was the impact? And so that's what I ended up titling uh, The Emancipation of Slaves Through Music. I had only 10 students in that class. It was a small class. Most of my mm -hmm. classes are 50 because they know I'm teaching, but they didn't know who was yeah. teaching. And I said, we're just going to do research this semester. And mm -hmm. so they are, 10 students are co-authors on, on, on this book. Wow. Uh, they did a lot of the research for me. I'm proud to say, you know, kids in, still in college are authors. Uh, but I learned a lot, you know, I, 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 from their research that helped me write. I mean, things like, you know, 12 and a half million slaves, 12 and a half million Africans were enslaved to come to America, uh, 12 and a half million, of which 30% were African Muslims. So when you got on this slave ship that took two years to get to America, we assume that because they were African, they could communicate and speak the same language. Well, the answer is no, they couldn't. They were from different tribes with different languages. So they had to learn how to communicate on this horrific trip from Africa to the United States, horrific trip. Uh, and, and so they learned banging on the, the ship, uh, humming, crying, stomping their feet, clanging the chains that they were tied up with. Uh, they learned to communicate. And then once yeah. they got to America, the slave master literally thought 
that when the slaves were singing, they were happy. So he encouraged them to sing. Now, you couldn't, as a slave, you couldn't use any drums. That was forbidden. Actually, there's some states actually had a state law that slaves couldn't beat drums because they felt as though they communicated through drums, which some did in Africa, communicate mm-hmm. with drums. Yeah. Um, so it's a fascinating read. It talks about Christianity and how, you know, Christianity was to make the slaves, uh, they used that to keep the slaves in check. Through Christianity, right, right. it wasn't from right. a spiritual standpoint. It's from mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna put fear in your heart. Right. So that's that's some of the things about the book. That's pretty interesting. You actually posted on your social media a video of the Twelve Years of Slaves, and I thought that was pretty interesting because it's just on social media we are not being reminded of our history. I feel like it is being forgotten, and I just want to know, do you ever feel that the way that the world is going, do you feel that we will lose our history? Like, will it be lost? Yes, Yes, it will. Let me tell you, you know, I talk about this in uh, Racism from the Eyes of a Child, uh, my previous book, that one part of racism is to erase Everything that we as people have done, as black people have done, to erase that. You know, you see Trump Trump doing that. Everything yes. Obama did, he tried to erase that. Absolutely, uh, yep. That's a part of a racism. You know, it, and, and I talk about, you know, my great-grandfather, you know, was a slave, was born a slave. Mm. I'm older, I'm 66. But, you know, slavery was just 150, 60 years ago. It's not like it was 500 years ago. Right, Uh, right. And there's some folks that are around that are 100 years old that parents were slaves. Mm. And and so it's it's so important that our young people, that Mm -hmm. our young people understand where we come from, what our folks had to endure. That's why I put that up. I wanted people not to forget what our people had to endure every day. I was speaking with a friend about uh, this specific topic, and the reason why the generation is the way, well, this newer generation, it is the way that it is, because it is our responsibility to have educated the new the new generation and take from our the older generation what they taught us we're supposed to pass down to the others but i really do commend you for continuing to educate i just feel like it's, it's a little sad that our history is being erased and that's a very scary thought that it is and 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 it certainly is because if you ask most people, well, about how many slaves came to America? They wouldn't know 12.5 million slaves came to America. You know, you ask uh, these young kids, do you ever, did you know we used to have to drink out of a colored water fountain and, and uh, use a colored restroom? Uh, you used to have to sit in a colored waiting room and we couldn't be, uh, fed at the white restaurant. We can live, stay in a white hotel. 
they would look mm-hmm. at you like you were crazy. Right. And, and see, the reason why it's so, so important, so critical, and I love what you're doing, Stephen. Thank you. Because with these young people, they have to realize your mentality creates your reality. With the music industry, a lot of artists, they're speaking about our history within their music, which is actually a more cooler way to educate. Do you see being political being something that will be ongoing? I think so. I, I think so. I, I, I When I hear and uh, heard uh, Solange's last album, uh, yeah. extremely political. Uh, Beyonce's last solo album, uh, Extremely political. Uh, And I think that these, I think artists owe it to their fan base to to have a voice. I I think social courage, that's the word that I use. I think these artists have the the responsibility of social courage to speak up, to speak Mm -hmm. out, and speak against quicker, sooner, faster, racism, homophilia, xenophobia. Homophobia, homophobia, I think yeah. they have an obligation to speak out against that. You've always been an activist in the community, and, and when we see your artists become the major pop star, it almost seems like now, yeah, we definitely see all of those artists speaking out. Like, for example, your daughter, Beyonce, and Salon. But we've never seen Beyonce been too vocal in such a hardcore way about the black community. So have you always kept it in their air to never forget where you come from and to always come back and do you, do you Yeah, yeah you're absolutely yeah. you're absolutely right. My parents taught me that. Don't ever forget where you come from, boy. You know, I can still hear that ringing in my head and and yeah. certainly uh we taught our kids, Slunge and Beyonce, the same thing. Don't ever forget where you come from. Now, Mm -hmm. granted, they came from a better place than I came from, but still, they came, they still had struggles, and, you know, we all do. And the the one thing that that, uh, we taught our kids, and and I'm a humble person, uh, you know, that whole thing, egos, Stephen, ego can destroy you. And, and a lot of people, a lot of our people, when they get some some money or they get some, um, you know, respect and, you know, people are starting to talk about them and they look at their social media numbers and they just, this ego just goes crazy. Let me tell you what ego is. I want everybody to really listen to the def, my definition of ego. Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. Mm, definitely. I get it. And hopefully all of you all out there can uh, get that message about ego as well. Because it, it's very true what you're saying, Mr. No. Do you see, particularly with the black community, they feel that being a rapper or a celebrity of any kind is the only key to wealth as an African-American. That's what it seems like, especially today, because it, it just, it, do anyone want to be a doctor anymore? Does anyone want to be 
a lawyer anymore. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, I'm a I'm a I'm a educator. I'm not just ten years that I've I've, I've been in education as a college professor, uh, both undergrad and grad school. Uh, and, and yes, there's there's plenty of, of young people that want to do more than just just music. Uh, I see them all the time. But then there's you know a, a lot of people that just want fame, and that's what social media right. gives is that right. that direct injection of fame, uh, and it's false fame. It, it's really not real fame, just because. Somebody says like uh, that. That's not really. That's not. That's not saying. Uh, that's not the real deal. So that's, you know, social media is really. Uh, you know, I call it the Jedi mind trick uh, because it'll have you believing stuff that's not real. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's that's and and we we can never gauge who's a person on the other end typing. It could be a 12-year-old typing. It could be your competition typing. It could be you just don't know because they can hide behind that that glass ceiling yeah. that we can't see them. Uh, so I, I I just find that, you know, the average, uh, you know, millennial today is on their phone like they pick it up 2,000 times a day. That, that's yeah. the average. 2,000 yeah. times a day. Can you understand how much lack of productivity that is? Now, that's okay. That's yeah. okay if you go on to Google trying to learn something. But that's not what most of it is. I've seen our young people sit at the dinner table at a restaurant next to each other and talking to them via text, sitting right next to the person. Yeah, yeah. it's so true. <laughs> It really I don't is. get and that. I don't get that. I don't either. It's like, just put the phone. I always uh, make this joke about how when someone is out at a restaurant and everyone is just out looking in their phone, and I guarantee you if if we invited everyone on Facebook to a party, they'll still go in their phone on Facebook, which doesn't make any sense because we're all here. But I don't know. People are very driven to technology you've actually yeah. invested into technology businesses right i have and this e-learning platform you know i, I believe yes. that 10 15 years from now um the same thing that's happening to the music industry you just people want will stay at home and want to learn i mean that young kid today feels very comfortable on an ipad a computer or a cell phone so um, that's where we are. And of everybody, uh, your audience, they can go to MatthewKnowles.com, and that's spelled with one T, M-A-T-H-E-W, MatthewKnowles.com. They can find all my social media, all my books they can buy there. They can find out, well, I'm, I'm speaking. I do a lot of public speaking. If they want to book me to speak, they can do it all there. So uh, thank you again, Perfect. and God bless you. And thank you. And I just want to just let you know that you are – uh, uh, inspiration for the black men in America. So I just want to say thank you for that and thank you for coming back. Well, thank you. Hey, subscribe now.